This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers. We're going to do our first mock draft today on this episode for the entire first round of the NFL draft, not just the Pittsburgh Steelers. We have 1.0 and 2.0 of our Steelers mock drafts, but we have not done our first model for the league as a whole. But before we get to making these picks at every team in the draft for the first round, I want to talk about some news that broke uh, either late last night or early this morning. On Tuesday's episodes, we kind of talked about filling in that safety position and what the Steelers could do, and obviously the Honey Badger is the main name out there. But the other two more realistic ones were Terrell Edmonds that you just bring back, and that's still probably the most realistic and most likely to happen, Mm -hmm. at least in my mind. And then Keanu Neal, former pro bowler with the Atlanta Falcons, played a season with the Cowboys last year. He was a safety for the Falcons, kind of played that Marcus Allen hybrid role for the Cowboys last year, though, in the linebacker spot. But he is a safety. He was another young, 26-year-old, has pedigree, potential for the future, can get him on an affordable contract guy like Edmonds. If you wanted to – it basically came down to there's these two guys, Neal and Edmonds. You either want more of the same, so you get Edmonds, or you want someone who's pretty much the same stat-wise, but you just want a different name and a different face out there, so you go with Keanu Neal. Well, Keanu Neal has been taken off the board before the Honey Badger has been, which, again – I don't know what the deal was with him. Does he want too much money? Are he try, Is he trying to pin a bunch of teams into a bidding war? That might be the case because, remember, Honey Badger released this, oh, I've got 10 teams that are talking to me list. Like That seems like you're trying to pit some people into bidding wars against each other. But I really thought that he was going to be the first domino to fall before a guy like Edmonds or before a guy like Neil got signed. And it's not the case is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have made it official that Keanu Neal will be playing safety for them this season. So do you signing think, him to a free agency deal? Do you think this move kind of forces the Steelers' hand to say that's one guy who we were okay with paying the kind of money because you weren't paying him honey badger money? Mm-hmm. You think this kind of forces the hand to say we got to bring Terrell back? I, I I think they're running out of options. Yeah, I, I think they do have to bring Terrell. Edmonds back I think it's just not a good idea to go into the draft pick a rookie safety and then have him be Minka Fitzpatrick's right hand man for the entire season and that's really the only other route that I see going here for the Steelers I mean Neil was really the only guy that I thought was realistic as a free agent target and with him off I think you kind of got to go with Edmonds I I don't know timing wise if they're going to just wait until after the draft they obviously don't seem to think that any other team is going to swoop in and, and make him an offer that he can't refuse but the longer you kind of wait for that, the more other teams that need safeties are going to get desperate, and they're going to swoop in, and they're going to snag Edmonds on maybe an overpay. <sighs> or maybe he just decides to sign with them because you haven't been giving him what he's wanted. So he just says, all right, Steelers, you know what? We're, we're going a little, you know, we're stalling out a little bit on our negotiations. Well, I'm going to go to this team because they offered me a good salary for a couple of years, and I'm going to play there. So there's risk involved with the Steelers still sure. letting him sit out there. but. I think it's a calculated risk, and I think they know just how risky that is. I don't think they sense many teams are really knocking down the door to sign him. They did a safety with Jordan Whitehead leaving for New York, right? and they go and get Keanu Neal instead of Terrell Edmonds. So there's clearly a, a pecking order when it comes to these safeties. Neal was before Edmonds, at least in the Buccaneers' mind, and Honey Badger's in front of everybody. You know, I'm kind of surprised, considering Neal went to the Bucks, that it wasn't Matthew to the Bucks. 
right? Like with Brady because they get all there. they bring in all those guys. They bring right? in everybody. And the salary cap's I'm, a myth, so they could have figured out a way right. to work around. I'm that. a little surprised it wasn't the Bucks who were the first team to make a move on this free agent safety market to not go after Matthew. That makes you think there might be something fishy with him, right? Like. Maybe yeah, it's a great Injuries, point. Or this guy's body's not as good as it used to be. We don't know if he can hold up for a full season. Oh, he wants three years with a ten, twelve million dollars a year contract. Like I can't afford to, to risk no. that with a guy who might get hurt and not play again. For like he's he's getting up there. He plays a really reckless style of football. So I think there's a lot of risk involved with the honey badger. But you're right. These teams like the Rams need to be the ones that collect trading cards and. Matthew's a pretty big trading card to collect, and they, they decided to go with the more sensible, affordable option and still, instead. And still, similar to the Steelers not bringing back Terrell Edmonds, why aren't the Chiefs bringing back the honey? The, he's the second-best player on their defense yeah. behind Chris Jones. So. I mean, it's arguable, arguable, arguable he's, he's better, he's better than, Chris than Chris Jones. More and, impactful. At, right, because, I mean, you're creating turnovers compared to Jones, who's just That's like sacks. the one thing the Chiefs did well last year. They sucked at sacking the quarterback, aside from Chris Jones having like nine or something from his interior position. They turned you over. Like they were good mm-hmm. at bending and almost breaking, but turning you over. And Honey Badger is the lifeblood. He is one of the best playmaking, ball hawking safeties in the football league. So, red flag for the Chiefs not bringing him back. Absolutely. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team that's pretty attractive to high priced, high name recognition talent. Passing on him for someone like Keanu Neal, who I think is a good signing for them, but it doesn't have the flavor as a Keanu Neal. It doesn't have the cachet. I mean, I guarantee you down in Tampa they're talking about it, but it's like oh, just a really solid piece. Like there's there's mm-hmm. no excitement like you would if you were to sign a Honey Badger. So two contending teams choosing to not need his services, that's a little bit of a red flag because right. you'd think that the contenders would be the teams that want him the most. Is because they, they need that and, guy to put him over the top. And you'd and think he not. wouldn't want to leave a contender to go to some scrubby Jets team or something. But they're like not. That. They're not. They're passing on him. They're all passing on him, and it's it's starting to become a little peculiar. So for me. maybe, too, the Steelers could acknowledge that and say, well, there's clearly something up with him. That shortens the – or that, 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 that lessens the safety market even more – and the answer continues to stare us in the face. Let's just bring back our guy, Terrell. I think that's the most obvious thing to do, and I think that's the smartest thing to do as far as success in 2022. But also, Terrell's got potential still, so that could translate to success in 23, 24, mm-hmm. and then maybe, who knows, by 25 when your team's back to being a contender status, Edmonds is just an absolute solid professional in the peak of his prime as a veteran in the NFL. Let's move on, though, to get to this first-round right, so mock we- draft for the entire NFL. We're not going to do trades because I think that can just make things really confusing for people out there, unless a trade has already been made heading into this. So, like, the Eagles will have two picks and the Saints will have two picks now instead of, mm-hmm. yeah, you get the picture. But we start with the Jacksonville Jaguars, which I think you could pretty much say almost every year that the NFL draft starts, there's a good chance you're going to start with the <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars. According to the team needs section here on Pro Football Focus's mock draft, Defensive lineman, linebacker, and safety. So all on the defensive side of the ball are the most pressing needs for the Jags. And that makes sense. They spent money on an offensive lineman. They spent mm-hmm. money on Christian Kirk. They have Trevor Lawrence. They have two good running backs. Etienne coming back from injury and James Robinson being a really solid back. Offensively, but defensively, they're much worse. Right. So, so I think it's Thibodeau or do you go Hutchinson? I think it's going to be Hutchinson. Really? 
I think Thibodeau's probably going to end up having the better career, but doesn't Hutchinson just kind of get you as that like golden boy? He's the Michigan vibe. guy. I went to Michigan. Yeah. I was the Heisman Trophy finalist. Mm-hmm. Got Michigan. Helped get Michigan back to the college football playoff for the first time in the history of the college football playoff. Put Michigan back on the map. Won him a Big Ten championship. Finally beat Ohio State. Right. Like he's the guy that's going to get all the headlines. So I, I think they're going to go with Hutchinson here. In this all right. First let's round. let's let's. So we'll take Hutchinson to the Jags. Next on the clock is the Lions. Quarterback, linebacker, and defensive back is their team needs. Now, I've seen a couple mock drafts here take Malik Willis at number so two. I. I've seen a couple take Kenny Pickett as high as number wow. two as That's, well. That's, I think, a little bit of a reach. I think the smart play for them, though, is to take Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame, get a real good playmaker on mm-hmm. that back end of that defense for you. Or I'd take Thibodeau, too. i just take another edge rusher, back-to-back picks here. Um Thibodeau's going to be a stud, I think, in this league. I think he was the consensus number one My, heading into the college right. football season. He got passed a little bit, but I still think he's going to be one of the better players in this class. My inclination here is that they're going to go Thibodeau. You don't really see the safety go soup like within the top two picks, right? You you kind of see the edge rushers get that respect or get that recognition significantly more than any secondary, whether it's cornerback or safety. So I'm I'm, I'm inclined Thibodeau. here to say it's Thibodeau. Let's yeah. draft Thibodeau to the line. Hamilton will still go in soon. the next couple Very of picks. Very soon. Yeah. Here. In fact, he might go number three here to the Texans, whose needs is listed as every Everything. position. <laughs> it literally says that. It literally it says really? every position that the Houston Texans need. Uh, yeah. Your top prospects as it stands right now are both in the secondary, Kyle Hamilton, the safety, and Derek Stingley Jr., Can the corner out of LSU. Yes. Why is it that, you know, I've seen a lot of team. I've seen like the Panthers and the Lions. Why is it, why haven't I seen the Texans take be a quarterback? A, a landing spot for Malik Willis. I or, don't or know even Kenny the answer to that. I think. Are they really that high in Davis Mills? They're telling you that they are, but I think it's more of a, this quarterback class is okay. Next year's is loaded. We're going to suck Davis this Mills year. Davis Mills will too? suck this year yeah. for us. Let's get Thibodeau. Maybe he'll get like nine sacks as a rookie and start to really get his feet wet. But, I mean, a, a dominant edge rusher isn't going to win you an extra eight games no. in the NFL. So no one will. There's no risk of drafting no Thibodeau and him taking you over the top. No one's I going think to there, rescue this team. There is a risk if you draft Kenny Pickett and maybe he gets you to seven wins. And that's not good enough for you know right. a franchise guy, but it's also not bad enough for you to move on from him. And then you get stuck in that purgatory kind of realm. So... I think the Texans are just trying to avoid that purgatory, and they're just going to suck out loud with Davis Mills next year. I am having trouble thinking about what to pick at this position, though, because behind the two secondary members, you've got a run of tackles, three of them. Charles Cross, Equanu from NC State, and Evan Neal from Alabama. I don't know if the Texans are going to take a tackle because do you really need to invest in your offensive line when you're trying to suck? And well, maybe do you need to protect because, Davis Mills? Maybe because... By the, this time next year, when you're picking first overall or second overall and you have a quarterback in sight, you're not going to want your crappy offensive line that you had from 2022. Fair point. So would you take Iquanu, the NC State tackle here, and just kind of try to have him develop? And so when you do get your next quarterback, he's already a three-year veteran? Or do you go with Kyle Hamilton, the safety, and get you a playmaker? You go with a star player. Puff. It's a... <laughs> What do you think this Texans are more? I think the Texans are going to try to say that. I think they're going to go with a star. Because that's I think what they I'm thinking too. Somebody on yeah. the roster to at least get the fans somewhat excited about it. I think game. too is that they're going to look to the next year and say, it doesn't matter who we draft. That guy should be good enough no matter what offensive line we have. So yeah, I'm. I'm- 
Kyle Hamilton going to the Houston Texans, the safety. So when we said it wasn't going to be much longer after two, he went three. I think this next pick is easy. Um, The Jets, they need a receiver, they need a linebacker, and they need a cornerback. Derek Stingley Jr. is the best player available. I think you just grab him right there, take that corner, help the secondary out. And Again, you a know team with a lot of needs. In a couple of picks that right. you can take an offensive lineman, mm-hmm. you can take that wide receiver with. So we'll take Stingley there at number four. And number five with the Giants, this is where your offensive lineman comes off the board. I think that's an obvious one, too. I think you go with the Quanu out of NC State. Yeah. He's the highest rated one. Help right out. Now. Give Saquon some help. Saquon some help. help. Protect Daniel Jones right. if you really believe in Daniel Jones. Jets and Giants, those two picks were easy for us. Mm-hmm. I think our first quarterback comes off the is board this, here at number six. Is with this the Panthers. Malik Willis? I think to the it's Panthers? Malik Willis to the Panthers. Is there any chance you think they go with Kenny Pickett here over Willis? I don't know. I think that as far as Matt Rule's love affair with Kenny Pickett, that's definitely a factor in this thing because recruited him back when he was a coach at Temple. Right. He's been very high on him in this process. You wonder if he kind of has the ear of the GM in the front office room when it comes to this. But if you're going to take a quarterback in the top 10 in this draft, I think you got to take the one that has the most home run potential. So I and think even though they'll entertain Pickett and they'll listen to Rule, cooler heads will prevail and they'll say, Willis is our guy. And, they, hey, Matt Rule, maybe buy you a couple years instead of one because right. Willis is a project. Put him on the bench for a year. Then the next year you bring him out there. you got to start Pickett right away. So if Pickett starts right. and stinks, then you're out. you got no wiggle room right there. So All right, there you be, go. The first quarterback taken, number six, to the Panthers. Then we got the Giants again picking at number seven. So here you went with the offensive line, I think, or the first pick, sorry, you went with the offensive line. Now you have the potential to kind of make your splash. They could make a splash. Their biggest need after offensive lineman is an edge rusher. The next best edge rusher is the number 10th ranked prospect here, George Karlofitis from Purdue. So you're kind of reaching a little bit for him there. But it's not that much of a reach. It's still a top 10 kind of player. And you need that edge rusher. The other need that you need is a linebacker, and there isn't really a linebacker on the board here that's worth taking this early in the draft. If you wanted to trade back into the middle of the round and take the Devin Lloyd out of Utah, absolutely I could see you doing that. But and that's I, the thing is that you today know what I would do, we, though? we are Jacob? not doing any trades. <laughs> when was the last time there wasn't a first-round trade oh, it's on draft day? Yeah, it'll happen for sure. Here's what I would do, though. I'd take the edge rusher, but it wouldn't be the number one overall left, Karlofitis. I would take the number 14-ranked prospect, Trayvon Walker, the edge rusher out of Georgia. Just because Just he's that he went Georgia, to Georgia guy? That defense was one of the best in the, in the history of football that last would year. Kind, that would kind of uh, force the hand of the next team, whoever needs that edge guy, to go with the Purdue, the Purdue player. But I'm going to take Walker here. Go for it. Georgia. Going to put an edge rusher in New York. And you know what? I bet you if that happens— if Walker goes before, there are going to be teams out there who are looking for edge rushers who are going to be upset that that one team passed on the Purdue guy to get Walker. Atlanta Falcons are on the clock next at pick number eight. Offensive line help or secondary help? That's pretty much where they land. And the best player, at least in my mind, still there is either Trent McDuffie out of Washington or Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati, the the cornerback. Uh, we put Stingley earlier in this draft to the New York Jets as the first corner off the board, but there's debate between him and Sauce Gardner as far as who's the best corner. I, I think the Falcons take Sauce Gardner okay. here because I think they they get they're a team that could that could use help. There's or, a lot there. in whatever form it comes. Absolutely, but I think they'll take a safety there. 
potential for our next quarterback to come off the board now as we go to number nine with the Seattle Seahawks picking. But their second most important need behind quarterback is an offensive tackle. And with Evan Neal and Charles Cross still available, there's two good offensive tackles there. I think that the Seahawks end up bolstering their line, which is something they have ignored a long time with Russell Wilson. And you know what's ironic, too, is the fact that Rashad Penny was the leading rusher in the NFL from, like, week 13 on and did so with that really bad offensive line. Really bad offensive line, right. But Rashad Penny could be a huge benefactor. The, the the combo of Rashad Penny and Chris Carson. Especially now that he's running behind Evan Neal from Alabama, who we just picked at that offensive right. tackle spot at number nine overall. Number 10, the Jets are back on the clock. Yep. I think this is where they take the weapon for, for so Zach Wilson, yep. and I think it's going to be Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver out of Ohio State. First wide receiver off the board. It's either going to be him or Drake London. I think they go Ohio State route. I think they go with Wilson. I think Wilson will be the first guy off the board at the wide receiver position. What a loaded class for wide receiver, and yet we didn't pick our first one here until the tenth overall pick in the I draft. I think it's. I would have. I would not have been surprised if maybe the Giants use their second, first round pick on one because their wide receiver class is pretty, not great, and you need to help Daniel Jones out in any way possible. Yes, I think so. That's yes. potentially where that could land, but I think offensive line. Kenny Galladay is there, but he was hurt all last year for the most and part. I mean, come on. But, I mean, an edge rusher and a tackle for the Giants, too. That's that's good business as well. Number 11, the commanders are picking. I think you take a tackle here. You take Charles Cross out of Mississippi State. Just the way our mock draft works, he's the number five-ranked prospect. We're picking at number 11. It's let's a pretty, get, good, let's get pretty Carson, good reach. Yeah. Let's get Carson Wentz some extra protection. And even if Carson Wentz fails, we have a young tackle for whatever our next quarterback experiment's going to be. I think Charles Cross is a good pick for the commanders right there as Kenny Pickett continues to just keep sliding past teams that potentially might pick a quarterback. The Minnesota Vikings would be on the clock next. I say either edge rusher or corner here. They could use some help on the offensive line, but with those tackles kind of being taken and most of their offensive line help being needed on the interior, not the outside, I see see them definitely taking a... um, Excuse me, I lost my page here. I see them taking either a edge rusher or a cornerback. Trent McDuffie is the number one prospect still around. He's a corner out of Washington. Or you could take Karlofitis, the edge rusher, out of Purdue. Um, Where are you going? I'm, I'm going to go with Karlofitis. I'm going to go with the edge rusher. I think the Vikings definitely just need to get that pass rush mm-hmm. going for them. Um, they need help on every level. Of the de- I think the defense has all of a sudden been the part that's been holding them back a little bit the past couple of years. I mean... How could they not be when you look at the offense that they have with right. Thielen and Jefferson and Cook? Like they're and Madison's even a really good backup running back. So. And it would be a good compliment to um, the guy that they just brought over from Green Bay, right? Yeah, exactly. So I mean, blanking on his name right now, but you'll find it. I have faith in you. But yeah, I think that they they they're gonna build that pass rush up. It's probably the most important thing about playing defense in the NFL nowadays is getting after that quarterback. So. I think that the Vikings will absolutely go there. Texans find themselves back on the clock at number 13. Again, they need every position according to this. We already took a safety. It was Smith, by the way. So you bring in Smith, the mid-level linebacker. You bring in Galophilus, Snuffleupagus from Purdue <laughs> at the top of the line. Your pass rush is getting better. Yeah, absolutely. Your defense is getting better up front. With the Texans here at number 13... I'd take Devin Lloyd, the linebacker, out of Utah. Okay. I took Kyle Hamilton in the first mm-hmm. round. Let's get another good defensive player in the middle of the defense. I, All of a sudden, you're starting to identify your 
future identity as a defensive football team. I like that because you can assume this Tex- these two guys aren't going to win the Texans enough games. They'll be in the hunt for the top. They'll be in that top five, top three range for next year. But when so they the- are good, they'll be in their prime, and then you have two studs on your defense. Out there of you nowhere. go. It'd you'll have the drafting. quarterback, and you'll have pieces on the defense that are that are starting to grow. And the other thing is, you know, the other prospects ahead of Lloyd right now would be a tackle out of Central Michigan in uh, Bernard Raymond. Eh. Drake London, the wide receiver. Don't think you need a wide receiver right now. If you're Houston, mm-hmm. you're trying to suck. And Trent McDuffie, the corner. You already took a secondary player in the first earlier in the first round. So we will take Devin Lloyd, the linebacker out of Utah. And now it's the arch rival Baltimore Ravens turn to pick at number 14 overall. Defensive lineman and cornerback is their needs. Trent McDuffie is the best corner available. He's the best prospect still available, according to this. So I think it's just one of those moments where sure. you get to this point and the Ravens say, the Best player available the is one of our yeah. biggest needs. So let's take that corner, Trent McDuffie. And all of a sudden now, you've got a rookie McDuffie and Peters and Humphrey, as well as the the addition that you made in the secondary right. at the safety position. They're really going to look good at that secondary spot. The Baltimore Ravens are. Ma, the Miami Dolphins were going to pick at number 15 overall, but that now is the Philadelphia Eagles picking. They need a linebacker, and they need a defensive back as far as their number one needs are concerned. But you know what I do here, Jacob? I ignore my needs, and I take Drake London, the wide receiver, and I get Devontae Smith and Drake London rolling together. You made the point the other day when we were doing a couple of episodes how Philadelphia and Baltimore have been in this kind of purgatory of wide receivers that have not just have not done well for them and I think with the quarterback play you get out of Lamar Jackson the Ravens are more capable of getting away with it the Philadelphia Eagles have really struggled because of it Devontae Smith finally you bring in a guy you you swung and miss on Jalen Rager you gotta get another guy to compliment Smith I, I I'm gonna go with you here yeah I one. think you you need other places but this is just too good to be true and I'm also picking in like three more picks so right. I can just deal with one of my needs and then. you got two first round picks next year Exactly. Now I think we might have Kenny Pickett come off the board with the, so the New, New Orleans, Orleans Saints. Saints picking at number 16. Is that the pick? Quarterback, wide receiver, or tackle is their biggest needs. Now here's what I would do, actually, if I was the Saints here. little smart drafting. I'd take Bernard Raymond here at 16 overall. Because you know— Because the Chargers need a tackle, too, and they're picking right behind you. And you know the Eagles are also not— Going to take a quarterback. Right. So I think you go Bernard Raymond here. That's fine. Take that tackle— 17 overall pick the Chargers. This is what's this is what's really going to hurt because I think they're going to take Jordan Davis because he's still there now. We're so close to him falling to the Steelers in this mock draft, but I think the Chargers are just going to get in love with that. They've got mm-hmm. so much talent on the defense. They're not going to shy away from picking a two-down player because they've got so many studs already. So I think Jordan Davis ends up going to the Chargers. Tough. The Eagles come back around to make their pick. I think that they're going to go with a linebacker, and I think they're going to take another Georgia player, Nakobe Dean, one mm-hmm. of the best linebackers in football. So some really talented players are coming off the board before the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then finally, with the Saints, I think you have to take the quarterback when you pick at number well, 19. Well, here's a question, Tom. Will James Winston it. be signed by draft day? He is signed. He's coming. Because he's on New Orleans. Oh, right, 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 yeah. right, right. Will, will James Winston be considered the starter by draft? Like, do you think they're going to come out and say— Or is it going to be Andy Dalton? Well, that's the thing is that they have two guys already. Are you really going to say? I'm going to pick Kenny Pickett here. Okay, I, I, and I think they will say that because okay. although they have two guys, I mean, come on, none of it's them. It's really one guy. Confidence, yeah. 
So I'll take Pickett here. And that means the Steelers. Tom, I can't believe Tyler this Linderbaum. Is, I can't. Yeah, I was gonna say I can't. I was gonna say to myself, did I miss something? Did I miss the Linderbaum pick? But I didn't. Now here's some potential. I walked teams. over to your computer to make sure he was still there. Now here's some potential teams that could take him before him, but we chose to not take him. Maybe that's bias on our own part. Falcons need a center. I'm not too worried about them. The Commanders and the Vikings are two teams that are picking that need centers that I think could absolutely. But the steal Commanders also need just offensive line help in general. I think Linderbaum is the pick here for the Steelers. For sure. I think it's an easy one, honestly. I don't, I don't think you have to think too hard about that. No, and but— if he's there on draft day, we'll be doing cartwheels. We've made it work that he's he there could the fall. past couple of drafts yeah. now that we've done. So, New England Patriots pick right after the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they just need to get a playmaker for Mac Jones. I know they went out and they got Devontae Parker, but, like, how that's great not, is Devontae Parker really going to be? Jamison Williams, though, the wide receiver out of Alabama, is— Definitely a playmaker. I know he got hurt towards the end of last season, uh, but he should be fine. Mm-hmm. And even if he has to miss a couple of training camp practices while he's rehabbing, I mean, you're picking him for the long term, not the short term. Right. So I, I give my weapon to Mac Jones, and I get Jamison Williams. Now this next team, if they don't pick a wide receiver, I mean, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers might burn the entire facility down. They traded their number one wide receiver to the Vegas Raiders. And in return, they get this number 22 pick from the Vegas Raiders. Best receiver available is Chris Olave out of Ohio State. I think you got to take Olave here. I don't think you have any option other than wide receiver mm-hmm. if you're the Packers. Whoever is the best receiver in your mind there when you pick a 22, you got to take a wide receiver. I mean, you, you just can't. I mean, you lose Valdez Scantling. You lose Devontae Adams. How do you, you got no one. How do you look him in the eye, Aaron yeah. Rodgers, and say, yeah, we traded your receivers away and then we picked right. you up? Uh, we picked you another offensive guard in the first round. I mean, yeah, it's great. I like protection, but I need some guys I can throw the football to here, for God's sake. Cardinals pick at number 23. They need a guard. They need a center. They need a defensive lineman. So it looks like the trenches are the place to go for the Cardinals. And it just so happens that Jordan Davis's running mate, Devontae Wyatt, is the best available prospect sitting here right now. So I think that's a no-brainer for them, too. I think they take defensive line right there, take Wyatt, good Georgia player. Help build up that the in the trenches, but they're gonna they're gonna be doing a lot of trench warfare, if you will, come draft day. The Arizona Cardinals they need help on both sides of the ball at the most important position on both sides of the ball. Sure, because that's what wins you football, right? Games. Of course. So we'll take Devontae Wyatt to the Cardinals, number twenty four overall. The Dallas Cowboys they need some offensive line help. They need some defensive line help. So it's either. David Ajabo, the edge rusher from Michigan, or Trevor Penning, the tackle that's stealing everybody's eyes at his amazing senior bowl practices just throwing people around out of northern Iowa. I think I'd go Trevor Penning. You lose Lyle Collins this year Mm -hmm. to the Bengals in free agency. Bring in Penning. I know he can be somewhat of a project in some people's minds, but he's clearly earned himself into a first-round caliber prospect. Yeah, I mean, too, I think it's more important of keeping Dak safe than it Keep, is to rush the other quarterback. Yeah. And you got Micah Parsons, right. who's going to get 12 sacks, right. 13 sacks on the year anyway. So I think you're fine there. Buffalo Bills are a weird one for me. Wide receiver— You don't really know if they have any needs. They just re-signed Stephon Diggs. Yeah, they definitely need a number 2 wide receiver, but I could hold off on that until the second or third round. Because you don't—are Beasley or Sanders under contract currently? I don't think so. Beasley is not, and Sanders is not. So, See, but you don't really need those two guys. I mean, Beasley, I'm sick of Beasley, and Sanders is getting old. So, and what's his name who had the four touchdown Gabe Davis games? Davis is still there, still there. But, but that's not a solid enough number two. No, but I still would take a Jabo 
the defensive end out of Michigan here. Help on your defensive line, help on your pass rush, which is sure. already pretty good. I mean, just you because just... you don't need to get, you're not looking at a number one receiver, and all the big dogs like Olave and London and Williams, they've and Wilson, they've all been gone already at this point in this mock draft. So, I say you take the edge rusher here, and Does it look concern for your wide receiver all... later. No, I'm sorry. I was going to say the Von Miller acquisition. Do you think that shored, shored the D-line up or the pass rush up enough that they could go wide receiver? I think they could go wide receiver if one of the big ones fall. Like if Olave's still mm-hmm. there, if Wilson somehow is still there, which he won't be, if London's still there, then yeah, you take a wide receiver. Well, I meant right now in this mock draft. Nah, I just nah, don't take the it's not worth it. okay. I just don't think there's a receiver that's worth it right now. I mean, maybe Burks from Arkansas would be the next guy that you take, but I think he's more of a fringe first-rounder. Uh, number 26 pick goes to the Tennessee Titans. Wide receiver, guard, center, and edge rusher is what they need. I think guard Zion Johnson out of Boston yeah. College is a pretty good spot cool for them to pick him there. He's a good run mauler, which is that's exactly the MO of the Titans offense. Sure. They want to run the football. Another team that needs a guard or center interior offensive lineman help is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They just got stuck, though, because I bet Zion Johnson would have been the pick that they wanted there, and he gets moved to the Tennessee Titans. And now all of a sudden you're trying to find your next best offensive lineman, and it's Kenyon Green, who's ranked number 42 overall. And you're picking 27th. So yeah. this is not good for the Buccaneers. Uh, they do need defensive line help, so I'd probably take the number 26 overall prospect, Jermaine Johnson, the second out of Florida State. He's an edge rusher. Take him, put you, him on the defense. What's front. better in Tampa Bay, the defense or the offense? I think it's the defense, to be honest with you. But I don't know. But the offense gets all the attention in the right. headlines because of the guy snapping the ball. I would say the defense the too, but I I agree. I think you're right. It, it is the defense, but the offense gets the attention because of number 12. Now we're back at the Green Bay Packers and they obviously picked a wide receiver with Chris Olave in our earlier pick. You know what I would do here, man? I'd pick Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. I'd take two wide receivers in the first round if I were the not Packers. Not a bad, not a bad move by the Packers. They need it, man. They need a one and a you, two. You find you got you won the sweepstakes, right? You brought back your guy. You got to keep you got you saw how good it how beneficial it was for you to keep him happy by keeping Aaron Jones and doing all of those moves that you made while he was under his former contract. Keep him happy. I mean, there's no point in bringing him back if you're going to just take other quarterbacks or defensive players that aren't going to help him when he's on the field. Couldn't agree more, and I think it's hard it's a little weird to see two wide receivers taken by the same team in such short order of picks, but desperate is, times call is, for desperate exactly. measures. I was going to say, this is a unique scenario here. The Chiefs pick in the next two picks now, number 29 and number 30. This 29th pick comes from the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, they need a wide receiver, a defensive lineman, and a cornerback. They desperately need a wide receiver. I take, though, in this pick, since Burks went away, I'm not really ready to take Sky Moore. Although, you know what? I would take Sky Moore in one of these picks. Who's the next best receiver there? So one of these picks is going to go to sure. Moore. Let's say it's it doesn't the second matter one. because it's back-to-back. Yeah, right? exactly. So you can pick whoever you want there. I would pick Andrew Booth Jr. with the first one. Cornerback out of Clemson. Especially if you're not, I mean. You're not bringing back Honey Badger. It's a different position, spot. But, but he can still make plays, yeah, Andrew right. Booth. So I'd take him. And then I'd take wide receiver Sky Moore with number 30. Number 31 overall is the Cincinnati Bengals. 
I don't think that there's any question that they're going to take an offensive, an offensive lineman. lineman. The only problem is offensive lineman Kenyon Green is like 12 picks back from where they should pick him. I still think you On can draft day, this probably yeah. is a trade-back scenario, but yeah. since we're not trading, we're going to take Kenyon Green here at the guard spot. And now if you're the Detroit Lions, rounding out that first round, do you take a quarterback? Do you take Matt Corral out of Ole Miss? Do you take Desmond Ritter, who's catching a lot of people's do you catch, attention? Do you take Sam Howell, who's also catching a lot of yeah. people's attention? Or Which quarterback do you Or go do you go with the linebacker, Leo Chanel from Wisconsin? Do you get somebody on the defensive side of the ball? Personally, well, didn't we go defensive lineman in the in the? For we the got first Kip pick? Thibodeau got their first yeah. pick, so this would be a linebacker though that they'd be taking. I personally think they are going to take a quarterback, quarterback with this last yeah. pick. I think it's going to be Ritter. Which one? I think it's Ritter. As it, it seems like right Ritter now. is the hot commodity here. I think Ritter is definitely the hot commodity, and I think that he's somebody that I could absolutely see. Getting taken in that final and pick there because you the, you know, despite, the Lions will be like, oh, maybe we take them. You know, like, despite this being a weak quarterback class, we just went the first round with three guys being taken. Three guys being taken at the quarterback position, and we had one, two, three, four, five wide receivers being taken as well in the first round of this draft. So it's a, it's a three it's quarterbacks, a, five wide receivers. Deep class. It's a pretty deep class at the wide receiver position, and it just goes to show you. Teams will get desperate for that quarterback even in a week. <laughs> of course. That'll do it for Mock Draft 1.0 of the entire NFL first round. We'll do another one as we get closer to draft day. But that's going to do it for this week's set of episodes. We'll be back again next week talking to you guys, Steelers football and NFL happenings as well. But until then, he's Jacob Recht. I'm Tom Offerman. Thanks as always for listening.